The process of landing investment banking job offers can often feel like a black box, which leads to confusion and anxiety for most of the candidates going through it. Hey, my name is Sam Shaw, and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I've personally coached numerous students on how to successfully break into top-tier investment banks, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Centerview, Evercore, and PJT Partners, just to name a few. On this podcast, I'm going to help you demystify the investment banking recruiting process by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mastermind have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. My name is Sam Shaw and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. This is Wall Street Mastermind's Elevate program where we take our flagship coaching program and give it away for free to high potential students who are currently in a difficult financial situation. The goal of this show is to first and foremost give these students the coaching and guidance that they wouldn't be able to get otherwise and help them break into investment banking. Of course, we also want to give all of you an in-depth look at how to go about your own investment banking preparation process the right way so that you can model it after the same proven methodology and strategies that we've used to place over 90% of our students into investment banking across every single bulge bracket and elite boutique bank over the last several years. With hundreds of thousands of applicants competing to break into investment banking globally each year, our team only has the bandwidth to help a very small percentage of you. So my hope is that this show helps all of you, even if you aren't able to directly participate in our program and work with us. So let's get to it. In this session, we review the initial draft of Shimena's networking contact log and strategize on which banks she wants to target, as well as how to set goals for how many bankers she should be reaching out to throughout her networking process. We also discuss who she should target to get better conversion rates for the amount of effort that she's going to have to put in. I know last time we finished your resume, right? I mean, so that looks pretty good now, which is important. And then I think the next thing that um, we should really pay attention to is your networking process, right? So I want to kind of go through that today. Um, have you finished our networking module, like the entire thing? Yes. Pretty, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then, you know, like, kind of like how our process works and things like that then, right? Um, so, like, how long have you been networking or how long has it been since you started networking? Is um, it like so- pretty recent or? Uh, to get, like, very good into it, I think I started... Um, I think about maybe like a couple weeks ago is when I most started, mostly when I got to here um, to in-person classes where I've been doing, I mean, I've been doing a lot of like with the networking, but also like NYU has some like violet network um, things that you can contact people with. Um, so I've been doing a bit through that. Got it. So like this contact log that I see, um, so I know you have, Looks like 37 people on here. Is this, these are people that you've spoken to or just people that you reached out to or plan on reaching out to? So, like, so far, no, only like two of those have turned into conversations. The rest have been like emailed, except like I have a lot of Bank of America's. And since this morning, a lot of them, I think the, the last part of the email, they're coming back like they're not going through. Oh, the emails are not going through. Yeah, I okay. think I have to change the end of the format for Bank of America. Right. Okay. Instead of b of a b of a ml dot com, just b of a dot com. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so, by the way, what I did just now was, I think your filters weren't working correctly, if I'm not mistaken, so I just reset it. Actually, no, that didn't even work. Um, uh, it's probably because there's extra row here, so let's delete that. So the way you can tell if your filters are working or not is like it should, you should be able to see like this green line in the range that is working for. So if I highlight the entire header row, let's see here. So I'm going to hire from BP, BA to PA data create a filter. Okay, now you see it's the green line here that shows you the part that's selected, right? Do you see that? Mm -hmm. So before the green line was only like halfway through, maybe down to like Hazard. So that means when you run the filters, it's not gonna pick up the rest of these, right? So yeah, just fixing that real quick. And then now, like if you go and add new rows, it should, as long as you're adding it directly below, the last row in the table, it should continue to expand. So for example, test. And you see how the green line moved down? So now mm -hmm. it's like an additional row. So you can just keep adding here. Yeah. This green line will continue to move down with it. So um, but okay, so most of these are just people that you're reaching out to. Um, is, I think the first step is like, we probably got to create a bigger list, right? Yeah. Because 37 is really not that much, right? So if we really think about the networking funnel, like, you know, I don't, I don't think you've, I don't think you've reached out to enough people yet for us to have really good data on this but like ideally once you've been doing this for a while you'll know like the um you know like roughly what your conversion rate is right so like if i send out for every 10 email i send out usually how many responses do i get right how many of those actually turn into actual conversations right mm -hmm. and then as you get better and better at having these conversations like how many bankers do I have to talk to usually for me to, you know, get someone who's like really willing to help me and go out of their way, right? Yeah. And so that's why we want to track all these things. And once we have a good sense of that, then we can back into, you know, how many people am I going to have to reach out to at this specific bank uh, for me to be able to get the, you know, usually we try to target having at least two referrals every single day, right? I mean, at least one, but if you only have one, sometimes that person doesn't end up following through or you thought they were gonna help you and they're not helping you. And so I like to tell people like, try to get the first one first. And then let's say you have at least one referral at all of your target banks already, then you can go back around a second time and try to get another person just, just in case, right? It's kind of like, when you drive, you have like a backup tire in the trunk in case your tire pops, right? So you wanna have some redundancy. Um, 
But what I would do is we need to first like come up with, I think the list of banks that you want to apply to. And then so like for you at a minimum to start, we're probably targeting all the bulk bracket and all the elite boutique banks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm just gonna write that off to the side here for now, but Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, uh, JP Morgan, Well City, uh, Barclays, Credit Suisse, um, BS, Georgia, uh, Bank of America, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think there's only nine of them, if I'm not mistaken, right? So also the elite boutiques, Evercore, Center View, um, Blizzard, Mollis, Greenhill, uh, what else? Guggenheim. Torella um, Weinberg. I'll look this up real quick. I know there should be like 19 or 20 in total, but my memory is failing me. I think. One, two, three, four, five, Lazar, Molus, uh, PJT, the um, what were you gonna say? Uh I think Rothschild, right? Rothschild, yep. Um Guggenheim, Greenhead. Jeffries. Jeffries is not really, but it's up there. So um Catalyst. Alice is more tech focused, but okay. great firm. Um, we'll just include Jeffries. They're technically not only boutique, but they're quite good. Um, UBS, Coolahan, Loki, if I want to include them. Okay. But it doesn't really matter, right? It's like that's. Um, Wow, so slow, okay. You get the point. So let's say we do, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, that's 12 plus nine, that's like 21. So we have like 21 banks here, right? Um, right now on this list, I see one, there's one Morgan Stanley, okay. But I see Goldman, Morgan Stanley, Lazar, and B of A, and that's it, right? So, and you have, you know, call it like 10 people from Goldman, one from MS, a handful from Mazard, and a bunch from B of A, right? Um, mm-hmm. Is there a reason why you have so many more B of A people? Is that just- No, I was just, when I was on LinkedIn, I was just finding a lot of people um, through that, but there's no reason. So I would- I Eventually do like, yeah. hopefully a ratio for all of them. Yeah, so I would like, um, I would go and like, you know, start with a list of banks and then I would go and find 
like a certain amount is like, like let's say even if you just say okay i'm going to start with 10 people at each bank on my list okay it doesn't have to be a lot you have 10 people on 20 banks that's 200 people to start um mm -hmm. which i think is a good starting point that's not it's that's going to grow over time as you talk to more people okay. but so you have 10 per bank and then the other thing to pay attention to is like okay if i look at what group they're in um you want to try to talk to people who are bankers right so i see like asset management analysts private wealth management portfolio management director like portfolio asset like a lot of these people aren't really in banking right sales trading analysts and so if they're not in investment banking they're not going to most likely be very helpful in terms of helping you get an investment banking job right so yeah. i would try to find people that are actually in investment banking um you know you if you have someone like someone in like the, on the diversity recruiting team or whatever i think that's fine because obviously you qualify for that right but the point is you want to think about can this person actually help me get to where I want to go, right? So that's one thing, like, I would be more selective here, especially for a lot of these huge banks. Like, there's so many bankers at each of these banks. Like, you should not have trouble finding people, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and then also for the title, like, I would try to, um, I would try to have, like, a good mix of people with different um, seniority levels, right? So a lot of people, like they only talk to analysts or they mostly talk to analysts because analysts are like the least intimidating, I guess, and the closest to you in age. But you just gotta understand, like the senior folks are gonna have more influence usually, right? Not that the junior people can't help you at all, but typically, if, if a junior person is going to help you, um, like beyond just, you know, having like giving you advice in a conversation, it's just usually like not super specific anyway, because the conversation is pretty short. But like otherwise, if a junior person is actually going to like help you get an interview or whatever, in my experience, they have to be involved with like the on campus recruiting team. Like a lot of schools, especially if it's a target school, they will have like an NYU recruiting team, for example, which is made up of um, NYU alum at various levels. So there'll be like some senior bankers on there, but there'll also be junior bankers on it. It's like, so if you talk to the junior banker that's on that team, then they're gonna have more influence, right? So that's the other thing is like, also maybe trying to find out if there is an NYU recruiting team, mm -hmm at each of these banks, more often than not, there probably will be. And then if there is, um, figuring out like who's actually on that team. Like even if you speak to an alum from your school who's not technically on that team, if you mm -hmm. ask them if they know the person that's on that team, like a lot of times they'll know, right? And then they'll be able to like point you in the right direction. Like even if they, whether that's like actually connecting you and introducing you to them or if they even just give you a name, that's all you need, right? As long as you have yeah. a name, you can go find them yourself, right? 
Um, and then like in terms of connection level, like whether it's cold or warm. So warm is what just people that um, that would refer to you by someone else that you already know, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, so obviously we wanna start with those first because they're, they're gonna be the most likely to help you, right? I guess the problem is when I look at the warm ones, looks like most of them are not an ID, but that's probably why they're on your list, I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's fine. I mean, like human capital management, she's in HR, she still might be able to help you. These two though, like private wealth and portfolio manager, it might be a little bit harder. I mean, you can always ask them if they know anyone that's in banking. Um, but yeah, and then like, you know, obviously we already showed you how to find their email addresses inside the module. So you know how to do that. LinkedIn, initiate a contact, stage update. Okay, so it looks like this is going back to, well, really most of it started this week, right? October 8th, the rest were, okay. So I think, I think that'd be the first step is like, let's create this list. Um, and then once we have a list for all these banks, you know, we'll also want to, we'll also want to um, kind of prioritize certain banks before other banks, right? So for yeah. example, RBC, we know they already opened their application, right? So I know RBC is not on here, but assuming you want to apply to RBC, then like, let's say if we add RBC, then like, obviously you probably want to start networking with RBC people first. Right. Mm -hmm. um, for the other banks, we probably should go in order of the rough order of when we think they're going to start recruiting. Right. So I think like one way to have the uh, figure out the proxy for that, because it can change from year to year. But for the most part, like I don't think it changes too much. Right, but you can go and um, into our Facebook group, the clients only Facebook group. You know, I have a post where I posted like all the summer 2022 internship apps that came out. Mm -hmm. And then in the comment section, I actually like timestamped when we added each opportunity, right? Okay. So that tells you roughly what time last year, around what time last year did these applications come out, right? Okay. Like for example, we know, JP Morgan typically opens on June 1st, right? Goldman Sachs typically opens on July 1st, right? I mean, in fact, you can even do this. Like you can even say July 1st, June 1st. Like these just like put down the rough timing okay. that the apps opened in previous years. And then based on that, you can sort these and say, okay, I'm gonna start on this list. I'm gonna start with RBC first. And then I'm not gonna worry about banks like JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs and Colorado, right? Mm -hmm. Like other banks that I know that start pretty early, like City tends to start pretty early, right? Guggenheim tends to start pretty early. Um, some of these elite boutiques start early, like Perella, um, PJT, so on and so forth. The other thing that you have to take into account too is like um, a lot of them have diversity events and diversity event recruiting. Like a lot of them will do two rounds of recruiting like Centerview, I know like 
they did their diversity round first, and then their non-diversity rounds actually like way later, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think same thing with PJP partners. And so you should also look at that other list, which is like the diversity events that we have, mm -hmm. which I think you've already looked at, right? Yeah. Um, and then I will like figure out like, okay, if for some of these banks, you're gonna be applying to a diversity event, then that day has to be factored into this exercise also, right? Like Goldman, even though their regular app opens on July, uh, July 1st, I think their diversity recruiting also happens before that. So then maybe the real date for Goldman for you is not July 1st, it's actually something earlier. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So once we have a list, let's say like, let's just start with like 10 per bank, right? Mm -hmm. Make them, you know, people from relevant teams or relevant groups, right? Mm -hmm. For you, there should be like enough people from NYU at pretty much every single one of these places. So I would, I would just first filter for, uh, you know, people at this bank from NYU, right? Like, in mm -hmm. fact, you know how to do that on LinkedIn, right? Yep, that's what I've been using. Okay, so because because then you just go to the you just go to the bank page, go to um, alumni, mm -hmm. whatever, right? Yeah. Okay, so we won't go through that here because you already know how to do that. Um, and then once and then like once you have a list of ten, have them like kind of spread them out in terms of you know different levels. Like maybe have uh, I don't know. I'm just making this up four analysts, you know, three associates, like two VPs or directors and one MD. That's mm -hmm. 10 right there, right? And you're gonna have more junior people than senior people because there's just more of them, right? Yeah. Um, but like have some diversity and then let's start reaching out to them like more systematically, right? Like we should set a goal for, I think once you, once you like map out the rough start dates for each of these firms, mm -hmm. we know how much time we have, then you can map out like, okay, how many emails do I need to send per week, mm -hmm. right? And in the beginning, because we don't have, we don't really have good data on like what your conversion rate is yet, um, we should err on the side of sending more emails rather than less because it'll just give us more data faster to figure out what your conversion rate is most likely gonna be. And also like, if we send more emails and we start getting too many responses, which would be a good problem to have, to be honest, but it probably like, if that happens, then we'll just slow it down, right? But if we don't send enough emails in the beginning and and, and then like we have to like, you know, increase the, the number of emails you send them. We're kind of like, we just wasted some time basically. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then for the emails that you send, like, do you have templates that you're using already? Okay. Yeah, from the program, yeah. So what I would do is like, you should have templates for the first email, and I don't know like when you grab these templates because I updated them, um, geez, probably like a month or two ago. Okay. So like, just make sure you're 
I would go check in the modules and make sure that you are looking at the latest one. So let me see here. I think it's towards the back. Page three, probably. Uh, yeah, networking script templates, right? So anyway, I would just like re-download this and make sure that you still have the latest and greatest, right? And then um, you should basically have a template for the initial email you send, a template for the, the second follow-up email if you don't get back the first time. And then you should have a template mm -hmm. for like your third and final email if they don't respond the second time. Does that make sense? So yeah, like at a minimum, those three templates you need. And then obviously you're gonna need like a thank you email template, which is really easy. Like after every conversation, you're gonna send them a thank you email, right? And I would say like a, a fifth template is like the follow-up nurture email, which after you've had the initial conversation with them, you're gonna send them periodic updates you know, mm -hmm. by yourself and just to kind of like keep the conversation going, mm -hmm. keep the relationship warm so that they don't forget about you, right? Mm -hmm. So right off the top of my head, it's probably those five templates. And then by templates, really it's like, um, most of the time you're still not gonna just use it verbatim, like as much as possible, you're gonna try to like customize just one or two lines in each of those emails if there's something that you can actually if there's something that you can actually personalize right for example mm -hmm. maybe based on your research this nyu alum is was in the same club as you mm -hmm. when they were in school or maybe um i don't know you guys were in the same sorority i don't know if you're in sorority i just made that up but like like if there's something like that, like obviously you're gonna to wanna to customize the email, right? To increase your response rate. And then like for people that, and that, that's that's where I think like this warm and cold um, section is gonna help. Cause like the definition of warm could also just be when you look them up, do you notice anything? Do you notice anything, uh, any commonalities that you have with this person, right? It might not be that someone actually referred you, but it might just be like, hey, mm -hmm. oh yeah, this person was in the same XYZ thing as me. And if that is, like you can jot down what that is. And then when you start sending emails, you can separate it by saying, okay, well, let me first, let me first email all the warm people. Okay. And then you filter by warm. And then you're gonna actually customize each of those emails one by one. Whereas if you um for, for everyone else, that's just cold. Cold meaning like they're on my list, but I have nothing in common with them aside from the fact that we're in the same school. Then for those, you don't have to customize the emails as much, right? Typically, if like there's nothing in yeah. common, then you can just use like this the standard copy-paste template, um, except you got to swap out their names and stuff like that, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um. Also look up uh, like mail merge or it's called mail merge, mail merge software if you don't already use that because for the emails that you don't have to customize, 
um, there's software that will allow you to like basically fill out a spreadsheet kind of similar to what you have here already. And then they will automatically swap out certain fields for you, right? Okay. Like, yeah. oh, the, the, the entire email is the same, except I want you to swap out the name field and I want you to swap out like the, the name of the bank that they work at, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you use that, it'll make sending cold emails, especially to people that are not, that are not your own connections, it'll make that process a lot faster and a lot easier, right? Which okay. doesn't seem like a big deal, but it can end up saving you a lot of time in the long run mm -hmm. because if you think about it, you're probably gonna end up sending emails to hundreds, if not, I have students that send emails to like thousands of bankers, right? right? So if you don't have to do that manually, that's gonna free up a lot more time for you to do all the other stuff that we're going to be doing, like prepping for interviews and having actual fun conversations and, you know, keeping up your grades in school and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, any questions about anything I just said? Um, no. So, no, I'll just do that for, so for all the banks that I get, I should send them at least the initial contact email. For, for everyone you add Regardless to your timeline. Well, so for everyone you add to your list, um, if you add them to your list, that means that you're planning on reaching out to them at some point, right? Yeah. I wouldn't say you should reach out to every single, I, I wouldn't say like, so if we start your list with like 200 bankers, I wouldn't say you should reach out to all 200 bankers like right away mm -hmm. because again, like you don't, we don't know what the response rate is going to be yet, but you have to, this is the other thing that we should talk about is like, you have to think about how much time do you have to dedicate to networking each week, mm -hmm. right? Like networking is one of those things that you should just be doing every single week consistently, no matter what, right? So you might say, I'm going to set aside five hours a week just for networking. Or maybe it's not five, maybe it's 10, maybe it's seven. It depends on your schedule, right? You, you decide, but like if you say, hey, I'm gonna set aside five hours a week for networking and you know, two and a half hours is gonna be like me actually sending emails and say like, I spend 30 minutes a day, five days a week, just organizing and sending emails. And then the other two and a half hours is like, my goal is to have five networking calls, five calls that are 30 minutes each mm -hmm. every single week, right? Again, I'm making these numbers up. These don't, it doesn't have to be those numbers, but just for, uh, just for, for the sake of having an example. So you might say, okay, five hours a week. And then from there, if you know, okay, my goal is to have five calls a week, then we're going to eventually try to back into, okay, how many emails do I need to send every week to get five calls, right? Because if you say, if we find, let's say, um, you know, I'm getting one in five people to respond to me and agree to talk to me when I email, and my goal is to have five calls a week, that means I need to send out 25 emails a week, mm -hmm. right? Which could be five emails a day. If I send out five emails a day, I'm getting one response, then that'll give me five calls a week, 
Right. You see what I'm doing here? It's like, because a lot of people, like, they just, it's just, like, arbitrary how many emails they send out. Just like, oh, I'm sending however I feel like today or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then you can be more methodical about it, right? Yeah. And so if we decide, like, okay, we're going to send 25 emails a week, then the next step there is, like, okay, out of those 25 emails, like, how many emails am I going to send to each bank, right? Maybe this bank, I'm only targeting these three. These maybe this week I'm only targeting these three banks. Yeah. Next week I'm gonna go to uh, next next week I'm gonna and if I feel good about how this week went, next week I'm gonna rotate to these uh you know this next set of banks, and so on. Mm -hmm. so, right. Or maybe, oh, like I didn't I wasn't able to connect with anyone from Bank of America this week, even though that was my goal. So next week I'm gonna keep Bank of America in the rotation. I'm gonna find more people to talk to at Bank of America. Like we're gonna have to like kind of go with the flow. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, good question though. What else? Um, no, I think that was it overall. I, another thing that was just in my head also that I imagine influences it, it is like if it's an elite boutique or what bank. I don't know. It's what's your opinion? Like that will influence whether they would respond or not. Is that something to take into consideration? Like it would be harder for them to respond. Like I feel like at elite boutiques, I don't know what the procedures in like them like reaching out to people and like responding to emails versus like other banks. I don't think that um no, I don't I don't yeah. think we've noticed any differences in terms of you know elite boutique bankers being less likely to respond than both racket bankers. I don't think we've seen that. Um okay. So I think there's like, there are banks like JP Morgan where two or three years ago, they supposedly said that they're doing away with networking because it's, they're trying to make, they're trying to make it more equitable, right? Mm -hmm. uh, which is why they're implementing all these things like Pymetrics and higher views and they're trying to make it so that it's not like, oh, we're always recruiting from the same five target schools that already have a lot of bankers from there, right? Yeah. And so suppose they say, okay, we're not taking referrals from employees anymore, but then, I don't know, in this most recent re recruiting cycle, we actually had, we actually had some clients that literally got like one of those official automated emails from JP Morgan saying like, you know, you got a referral from one of our employees or something, which is like really confusing because they're kind of, they're kind of like doing, saying one thing and doing another, mm -hmm. right? And so, but I was going to say like, for the past couple of years, there have been um, bankers at JP that will tell students when they reach out, like, oh, like we don't really, we don't really do this um, referral stuff anymore. So meaning like there's no point for you to network with me, right? So you might run into that, but for the most part though, with all the top banks, like they expect you to network, right? Um, whether someone responds or not, I don't think, I, I think it has less to do with like what type of bank they're at and more to do with just one, how busy they are at the time when you reach out to them, right? Which there's a little bit of luck there are they on the live deal or are they not, right? If they are, mm -hmm. they're probably not gonna have as much time to talk to you, right? And then secondly, also just like 
how nice the person is and how generous they are with their time, right? Like some people will just never take networking calls no matter who it is, right? Cause like they don't, they don't give a crap about that. They're like I don't get anything out of this. And then some people are, are, are more um, inclined to be helpful to students and whatnot and they'll be more responsive. So, but, that, but that's why you have to, um, you have to just reach out to a bunch of people um, and try your luck because not everyone you reach out to is going to be um, is, is going to be helpful right yeah. like we we, yeah. we control the things that we can control which is like how well written are our emails are we targeting the right people you know and kind of like being strategic about who we go after but um, there are some things that are going to be outside of our control right which is like their personality and things like that that we just don't know about yeah Okay, thank you. Yeah, sure. Um, so, any other questions? No, that's it. Okay. So, why don't we do this? Um, if you go and, you know, fill out the rest of your log, um, including, you know, the rough timeline for each of the banks and things like that, um, factor in like the diversity programs if you are participating in those and then just send me like an updated uh, log when it's ready okay. actually I guess this is in google docs already anyway right? but just, so just let me know when you have an updated log and then we can take a quick look at it and then um, let's start reaching out to these people because you know obviously it's already October 11th I think for some of these banks, like the earlier ones, I mean, RBC again, already opened the application, but for the rest, um, there's there's gonna be like probably some elite boutiques in both brackets that are only, my guess is maybe three-ish months away, two to three months yeah. away from starting their process. And so um, now is the time to start reaching out as soon as we can, so. Okay. Um, and obviously as you start reaching out, you know, we can, monitor the results of like, hey, are you getting responses? And as you start to have more conversations, we can talk about like how those conversations are going and mm -hmm. you know, are, 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 are these people offering to help you? Like, are you able to get them to do what you want them to do? And if not, like, what are some of the things that we need to tweak? Okay. Cool? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so I guess that'll be it then. Um, if you don't have any other questions, and then uh, you know, just let me know when you're done with this. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Sam. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoy the content, please subscribe to our channel or podcast so that you can get notified of all of our future episodes as well. If you like to apply to work with us so that we can help you in a similar way, feel free to reach out to our team at www.wallstreetmastermind.com/apply. The street is abbreviated to ST, so it's wallstmastermind.com slash apply. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to this episode. Interested in discovering how you can get personalized one-on-one -on -one coaching from Wall Street Mastermind to help you beat out the massive amount of competition out there? Head on over to www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. And the street is abbreviated to ST, so it's really wall, stmastermind.com slash apply. And our team looks forward to speaking with you.